Welcome back to another Your 45 podcast where we are young, opinion, and relatable. It's Moye. And it's your boy Reb, y'all. What it do? Today, we got a special one for y'all, man. So we've been um, talking about having a segment that's going to be continuous throughout each of our episodes where we can just discuss something that is kind of just true to who we are and just like shit that we like outside of our normal topics that you guys get from us. And uh, we came up with a segment called Cop or Drop. Cop or Drop. Which deals with fashion. If y'all don't know, we are very into fashion and just new clothing drops, new collaborations, um, new shoes, like just anything that deals with clothes, garments, Things that go on your body, man. We, we fucking love it. That, that's it. That's our niche. And um, how are we going to kick this off? There's two shoe drops. Well, technically one. One and one is something else, but you'll see in, in a second. Right. So uh, I'll just go into like the, the one that's technically not a shoe drop. So during this COVID thing you know a lot of people have been getting creative in many different ways and one designer his name is Aaron K.R. he came out with a stay at home or it's called just stay home collection for Nike that he created himself and it was three different shoes Air Force Ones Moab and then the Air Max 95 Neons. Also, my bad, um, Air Trainer ones. So he took these regular shoe silhouettes that uh, we all know and love and created kind of like a, a slipper effect to it, something that you could just wear at home. The most notable one to us, that uh, and at least the one that I like a lot too, is the Air, Fi- Air Max 95 Neons. So that shoe alone, if y'all don't know, that shit is rare. Like they dropped earlier, and that shit sold out quick. One fifty. They're gonna drop, redrop again. Back in our upcoming fall of this year, so we'll see how that goes. I don't even know if I'll cop. You wouldn't. I, I mean, I like I like the shoe. Like if you don't know the Air Max ninety five, neon, it's a green, gray, black, and white colorway. Um. The, the 95 silhouette itself is mm-hmm. really fucking dope. I, I love it. I don't even own a pair that I've been wanting to get one. I just don't know which one exactly. But um, for him to, to, to just kind of put a little creative touch on it, I feel like it was pretty dope. So pretty much what he did is the back of the shoe, so like kind of where the heel would hit your Achilles, he just took that whole part away. And it's kind of just... At the bottom of your heel, so like a like a slipper. Like when you picture a slipper, how a slipper fits your fits your foot. He made that Air Max shoe look like that, but kept everything else outside of the what a slipper would look like. It's kind of hard to, to explain for y'all, just through through words, but it, it it's a dope thing, and um, it, it caught my eye. I was honestly just searching the web trying to find like when this shit dropping. And right. then finally seeing that, like, nah, it's just like a, to, a for fun type of thing. Um, the Air Force Ones, too, were pretty kind of crazy. Those were probably my favorite out of the, the four. Why would you say that? I probably have the biggest 
attachment or a connection with the Air Force Ones out of all those shoes. Like, I like um, the Air Maxes, mm-hmm. but I prefer um, probably the, the 2090s over that Pacific Air Max, personally. Okay. Air Maxes are, are fucking... Our air air forces pretty fucking dope. You see yeah. how many pairs of air forces? I have. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Just a little side note: ASAP did not make them nice enough. <laughs> but if you want to check out those shoes, just um, on Instagram, you could go to the dude's page that uh, came up with these designs. It's KRX One. Don't know the guy, so it's kind of just a low key shout out for him. I mean, he he made some dope. Some dope designs, man. But yeah, KRX one. If you wanted to go check out those shoes. And uh, for me, my pick this week's copper drop. Nike is coming up with coming out with ACG Mach three, which will drop on May fourteenth. <laughs> and it's a real simple silhouette, quilted upper. Slide, slide right into it. You know, it looks super comfortable. Nothing too crazy going on with the stitching. Uh, tie-dye colorway. I think for me, uh, I would definitely cop. I don't, I don't know about you. How you feel? Me personally, I I don't know if I would I would cop it. Like they, they're a dope shoe to look at. But I can't personally picture them those going with like my style. Mm. You know, when it comes to, when it comes to it, and they kind of remind me of like, the Roshis in a way. I can see it. You know, like I have a pair of Roshis that have no laces, and they remind me of those a lot. Which is kind of like a slip-on shoe. Right. But the quilted, uh, quilted fabric around it, that shit is really tight. Like I haven't seen that on the shoe. I would. Uh, I can think of. Depending on how it feels. That would be the biggest factor is whether or not yeah. I would want to cop. But they look comfy. They look yeah. very, very comfy. So I would definitely cop. May 14th, if you yeah. want to cop. And that's that for the first cop or drop segment. This is going to be a recurring thing, y'all. Mainly right now, I mean, when it's, when it's us, us two, we'll have, we'll see how it goes with, uh, you know, certain guests that we got. And upcoming guests. But, with that being said. With that being said. (laughs) (laughs) On to the next topic. So, everybody has fucking heard this shit. 6ix9ine, the snitch, has (laughs) gotten out of jail. And he's back on the internet, trolling. And this motherfucker... I'm not even lying. He's the king of the internet, man. Like he, he brings in numbers. He, he. This is a quote he said that that just stuck with me, and it's funny. He said, "Men lie, women lie, numbers don't." Mm. <laughs> and it's true. This nigga hit his IG live, and on his IG live, he hit two million views. Crazy. And honestly, before him, I think the highest person was fucking was Tory Lanez, and he had like it was like two hundred and fifty k. Right, nowhere close. Nowhere fucking close at all. 
And I don't support 6 9 at all. I'm just... He's entertaining to me. I, I don't take him seriously as an as a artist. And I honestly feel he should just become, like, a comedian or have his own show or do something like that instead of just rapping. I feel like if he did that, he'd be accepted more by people. But anyway, he was on his IG talking cash money shit. Pretty much was going off on how, yeah, I'm a snitch, but who else do you know that can be a snitch, <laughs> come out, and still put up numbers? That's what he said? Yeah, he was talking shit, like putting it in people's faces. And he's like, don't be... I don't want to hear anybody trying to, like, beef with me if you don't got this watch. And he was pointing at, like, a fucking $2 million watch. Mm. It was some crazy. Like, pretty much saying, that like, y'all niggas ain't in my bracket. Right. You know, and just going, you know how 6 9 be going on his rants? Right. Going going crazy. Crazy as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> after this rant, a lot of people were upset, as, okay. as you can notice. You know, one of the people that uh, I respect a lot. And, you know, I grew up on him. You already know. I, I love him. Snoop Dogg, the OG. Snoop. So he has something to say to all the, the attention that 6 9 is getting. And what he said was, uh, it was a tweet that he put out. He said, they got to stop pushing this rap. All these media outlets making snitching cool. I'm old school. Fuck 6 9 And everybody pushing his line right now. All New York G's filming. And if you don't, fuck you too. And then he tagged Meek Mill and said, if you allow this sucker shit, then you a sucker. Love you, cuz. Say sucker free. I was shocked. Damn. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that was, I didn't know that Snoop said that. Yeah. But, so why'd he come at Meek like that? I, I'm not too sure. I guess Neek, uh, Meek, Meek, Meek Mill responded. To six nine, I guess I don't. I don't know his response. I didn't really. I don't know too much about that. But I'm not even gonna lie. I think. Um, I think I might know. Didn't um, either six nine called out Meek or Meek commented when six nine got out. He posted something like how from like day one he was uh, like against snitching, something like that. That Meek Mill was against snitching. Yeah, from day one. Yeah. But I don't know why that would make Snoop want to... Meek had to do something. I mean, I, I would look it up, but, like, it would take... I feel like I wouldn't find it easily. Right. It's something I would have to, like, really search. Right, really, really right. research to find out. But the biggest question to me with the whole 6 9 situation is what would what would you do in his situation? Like, like it's... 6 9 Yeah, like, if you were put in a... In a predicament where you were facing 47 years to life, right? And your way out was to <laughs> confess to someone else's crimes who tried to have you killed, who fucked your baby mom, or did all this fucking terrible, crazy shit to you. Mm-hmm. And your options are to stay loyal to this nigga and do life in prison? Or snitch on him. I'm me or am I or am I six nine? This is you. This is you. So I haven't done any of the things that six nine has done. What do you mean? Like I haven't portrayed the image that he's been portraying. No, this is you. So this is just 
somehow tomorrow I end up in the, facing a license. Because <laughs> of some fuck nigga. That was it, part of your group. Part of my group. It had to be someone that, for them to do all this treacherous shit to you, you had to trust them in a way, or they had to be, there had to be some type of loyalty before. So it had to be like, somebody I know somehow backstabbed me in the craziest way. Yeah. And now I'm facing a life sentence. <laughs> yes. If I don't tell all my niggas. Yes. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Streets, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, that's how I look at it. I'm not, I'm not a street nigga, but I'm. I know a lot of niggas from the streets, and I know how, how, what's expected from you when you're from the streets and just that lifestyle. Right. And I honestly feel like a lot of niggas would do exactly what Six Nine did. Right. They're just talking like, nah, fuck that, because they're not in his shoes. It's easy for them to say, you know. Well, what would you do in the situation you just gave me? What would I do? Yeah. I'm not going to spend my life in jail, nigga. Even if I had to do, like, months in jail, nigga. I mean, fuck y'all, nigga. I ain't about to go to jail. I ain't, I ain't a person that that is that can just be confined to a spot. That's not me, man. Right. I'm going to go out guns blazing before I get put in jail. So what if you had to do, like, some, some Dre shit from how the niggas oh had you? God. Had you doing some wild shit? Had you running around? Go go take a picture of this nigga. Go find. That's out what when I doing. would just take jail because it would be like this is too much. <laughs> this is too much. So, yeah, I, it's hard to admit it that I would do what six nine did, but at the same time, I don't live by that code. I'm it's, not it's six different. nine. You know, I'm not claiming I'm this this and that. Right. So it was different. Like that's why it looks so much bad on me. Right. Are so much worse because he's been claiming, been saying he's this crazy ass hood nigga, this, this, and that, blah, blah, blah. And then he snitches. Right. For, how do you feel about what Snoop said, though? Just not the meek part, but literally just about the whole situation. Oh, it's facts. It's facts that, like, why, why is this happening? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think Snoop should entertain it. I, I, I mean, I feel like he's. I respect Snoop so much, right? right? But I feel like he doesn't even need to entertain that. You feel like he shouldn't He shouldn't have commented? He don't need to comment. We all know, Snoop, you wouldn't do that shit, nigga. Right. <laughs> we all know that. And niggas around you, we all know y'all wouldn't do that shit, right? Right. And what had me thinking, I was like, I was wondering, I wonder if Snoop was one of those two million niggas that tuned in. Sure, there was a lot of people who you wouldn't expect to tune in to. Two million niggas? That's that's a lot of fucking people. It's a lot of people, man. Hell yeah, boy. But um so kinda like away from six nine coming out of jail being a snitch, did it this and that. But because of the numbers he put up, do you think that six nine could make a run at Drake? Because of how much attention he has. Well, I don't think... I don't know if he can last. Because you've seen how... Uh, I think somebody leaked his address. And like recently? Yeah, it was like a couple days ago. It might have been right after the fucking live stream shit. Oh, shit. Or oh. during. Mm-hmm. I've just seen that somebody leaked his address and then the feds had to like rush to like get him, get him out of there. Damn. So like... 
This is happening already, man. <laughs> this, this nigga just got out. Yeah, 6 9 has got a fucking uh, a warrant on his head, like a fucking a bounty on his head. Oh, yeah. And Imagine. motherfuckers are coming after him. <laughs> For street niggas? Uh, getting 6 9 that's going to be... You're going to be known forever, dude. <laughs> that's like those that's niggas. the ultimate street nigga accolade? Right, that's the ultimate accolade. <laughs> those niggas autom- automatically living up the boss after that. <laughs> from just a street corner nigga to fucking kingpin. Yeah, those niggas are like. kingpin. That nigga get the whole block after that. Uh, for some reason, I was just thinking of some San, San Andreas shit. That would be like a mission. <laughs> you would do a San Andreas nigga. Well, a crazy like, mission. Uh, 6 9 <laughs> but uh, I honestly think that he can he can compete with Drake man and it's it's crazy to say it because of course when it comes to the quality of music it's not going to be the same but just overall numbers mm-hmm. I feel like whatever so I know he put out a track right I haven't heard it right. I know he put out a track I don't know if it's if it if it's number one or not, but I feel like it's just gonna get a lot of plays because it's six nine. Like, I haven't heard the track, huh. but I've been on World Star, <laughs> and a lot of people are like uh, posting like reaction videos or like um, like his IG models. Yeah, would, like be like twerking to his shit. So it's like he's getting plays. So he's getting love for. He's getting plays. That nigga, bro. I don't, I don't understand it. People are gonna feed into it, man. People are gonna for sure feed into it. Yeah. Um. While we're still talking about music, what have you? What do you think about some of the new projects that have come out, like, like now shit and uh, Kaylani shit? So, let me talk about Kaylani's first. For y'all who don't know, I used to have a big crush on Kaylani. You know, right now Snow Allegra's my thing. But Kaylani was she was a strong, a strong, strong boo for a while. You know, back in like 2016. And around that same time, she dropped an album. It was like it's called Sexy Savage or some shit like that. And I wasn't too big on it. But because that was you know, that was boo thing. Mm-hmm. I supported it. I for sure supported it. And I haven't listened to an album by her until now. So from 2016 till now, I wasn't listening to her music. Mm. This album dropped, and the first song, I was fucking with it. Uh-huh. I think it was called uh, Toxic. Uh-huh. I was fucking with it. And that, that was like the single, right? Mm, I don't think it was the single. It's it been out. Oh, okay. I, that was my first time hearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. Second song was with Tory Lanez. I liked it. And then it started getting a little sad for me. Shit. Because, like, going in, I felt like there was a lot of pressure. Because I felt like Summer Walker has changed the game for female R&B artists. New age female R&B artists. She set a standard, bro. That's a bold statement. I know, but I'm going to stand by it. As bold. I stand by it. Over it? That was... That was such a big album. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfuckers know. You laughing and you ain't disagreeing. No, I mean, I just feel like... 
I was. I know you're gonna feel away about me saying this. I just feel like I was on the Summer Walker train before you. I don't give a damn. Cause I was. I know I fucked with her first project more than you for a fact. Yeah. I tried to like. I was like, hey nigga, you heard the Summer Walker shit? This shit is dope. <laughs> like nigga. <laughs> I was like, nigga, relax. Yeah, Take like, a seat. Each of these songs is only two minutes. <laughs> I was, I didn't like that album as much as you did, or the EP, whatever. I didn't like it as much as you did. I, I can admit that. But I became a legit fan when Over It dropped, mm-hmm. for sure. So, like I'm saying, I feel like she set the standard when it comes to R and B for female artists. That you just gotta, you're gonna compare every every other. Um, person's drop to that. I think the only difference was probably Janae. Janae, she's her own, you know, so I wouldn't have compared her shit to Summer Walkers, but she's kind of her own. Anyway, Kaylani's overall project to me was just sad. Like, I liked the first couple songs and I thought it was going to be good, but then it just started getting bad to me. And I just was like, this is kind of like a, a depressed R&B type of album. I'm just not fucking with it. Mm. Well, personally... Um, I have yet to listen to Kaylani. Damn. But you know how I am. You know, I like to, uh, it's got to be the right moment you know, for me to, to put it for Kaylani. Yeah, it's, the moment hasn't come yet. But I, I'm excited for it because I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Kaylani shit. Um, so I'm ready, I'm ready to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, but switching to, uh, to Nav shit. Have you heard Nav's? Let's get that out the way first. I haven't heard all of it, but I've 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 listened to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to it uh, earlier today, some of it. And before I go into what I thought, you know, I just wanted to say I'm a big fan of Nav. <laughs> right. Despite, despite um, majority of people's opinions of him. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. What's, what's people's opinions of him? I heard nothing crazy about that. Oh, just like, you know how when uh, him and Uzi said that they were going to quit music, mm-hmm. and then like, on Twitter, like, nobody gave a fuck. That's fucked up. Yeah. And I guess that made that nigga think about quitting music for real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he, he didn't. Niggas don't care about me. <laughs> All right. I'm glad he didn't, because I fucking now, man. Yeah. Now, he's, he's hilarious, because he's... He's hood for, like, no reason, low-key. Right. <laughs> I think it's so hood. It's like, nigga, why? How are you hood, nigga? I don't understand it. Like, he reminds me of a homie that uh, that me and Bryce know, too. Mm-hmm. That just... <laughs> he's like a, a, an Arabic dude that's that's hood as fuck for no... It's like, nigga, how right. are you so hood, bro? <laughs> I think everybody... Well, I don't want to say everybody, but we all know somebody like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, the the album I, I definitely like it so far, man. Mm-hmm. Goes back to the the nav sound that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, good features. Have you ever heard him talk, like regular? No, I don't think I've listened to a nav interview before. That nigga sounds so different. Really? So different. Is it like um? Oh damn! Is it like uh, Trey Young? It's not that bad. Cause Trey has that lisp and you just you're just thrown off. Right. But Nav comes off like a like a gamer or like a nerd in a way. Oh really? His yeah. voice is like nasally. <laughs> it's not nasally, but 
it's it, it for sure is gonna be like huh like you mm-hmm. know gonna you're gonna do a head tw- head turn like that's how that nigga sound like right. you'll be one of those so he doesn't <laughs> immediately have like a rapper's voice no his his engineer is the goat mm. let's just say that okay <laughs> the engineer is the fucking goat so um switching gears oh I didn't really get my oh yeah, yeah so, so Nav I, I like this album, but his last album was better to me. You think so? Yeah, I'm much. I'm a more more of a fan of Bad Habits than to In My Intentions or To My Intentions, whatever it's called. I I like Bad Habits a lot, nigga. That album is, is a banger for me. I mean, I liked Bad Habits, but it wasn't. I expected a lot more. So just from the start of this album, from what I heard. Mm-hmm. To me, it's it has more potential just because I haven't heard all of it. It has more potential than that. It's because on this album he has more iconic features. You know, he got Future, he got Thug on it multiple times, Uzi, he got uh, Don Tolliver. The Don Tolliver song is probably my favorite. Did we ever talk about um the Chris Brown Young Thug on the podcast? Oh, we haven't. We didn't. We didn't. And that dropped recently. It was just earlier in the week. Right. We'll finish your critique on this, though. Yeah. So, um, and then he has Gunna on it. He has some good, some really good features. Mm-hmm. And the songs with the features are good, but his solo songs aren't as good to me on that album compared mm-hmm. to his last album where his solo songs I fucked with tough and then the, the features just made it better. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, probably my favorite solo song he has on that album is Brown Boy. Brown Boy, that shit going. That shit is a smacker. That shit go. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the the biggest reasons why I like Nav is because that nigga has a lot of swag. Mm-hmm. He doesn't let the fact that he's like minority in rap. Yeah, minority in the rap game like affect um, how he carries himself. Mm-hmm. But I feel like minorities are gonna get love in in the rap culture. It's it's as I say, it's white people that have a hard time. Finding, I don't know. I know, getting gaining that level of respect from from a, a broad audience of rap for niggas like us that really like rap. Yeah, we're gonna accept them more. Like Jack Harlow, Jack Harlow is dope as fuck. It just depends on the type of white person you are. Cause like, mm-hmm. I would say, Little Dicky is like an anomaly because other another white person like Little Dicky. Probably wouldn't be as big as Little Dicky. Little Dicky is only that big because he can spit like nigga crazy, love crazy as shit. But <clears throat> other right rappers, mm-hmm. you know, aren't like that. No, no. But um, so switching to uh, the Young Thug and Chris Brown shit. Mm-hmm. Um, off first listen. I I guess I had like mixed feelings about it. There's certain songs I liked and others were just like, eh, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, my favorite song on first listens was City Girls for sure. City Girls go up for me. So, first listen, City Girls. City Girls. Okay. It's mm-hmm. just catchy. So, overall view on the project though. Overall view? Yeah. 
cop the drop as a download. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably not gonna cop the download, but I'll. It'll be uh, um, the replay value. Mm-hmm. The replay value is moderate. Say above moderate replay value. <laughs> <laughs> so it's whatever. Yeah, Pretty it's like, much. I'll listen to it, but I gotta be in like a a turn up type vibe to mm-hmm. to listen to it. There's actually like a some smooth R and B on there. Yeah, but it's pretty good driving music, I would say, mm-hmm. here or there. So, so I going into our hearing about this collab about to drop. I had a a lot of expectations, but at the same time, didn't know what to expect. Because I couldn't think of a track where it was just them two on it to begin with. The only, well, I don't know about a track with just them two, but I thought of, like, High End. But that had Future on it, yeah. too. But this one was a banger, though. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I just couldn't think of a track with just them two. Nothing came to mind. Right. So it was like, damn, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this collab, but I, I feel like it's going to be dope. Because I like both artists, but I was in a way disappointed first listen. Right. You know, there was not too many songs. Not the first, the only song that really caught my eye or caught my ear attention when I first heard it was uh, "I Got Time," mm-hmm. and I like mainly what I liked about it was the beat and just how they 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 were finessing on the beat. Right. And that was pretty much it. How do you feel about? Um... Have you seen those posts where like Young Thug or Future will say that they wrote their verse in like five minutes for a track? How yeah. do you feel about that? Oh, I can I can see it. Thug doesn't really say anything too like crazy, nigga. Right. It's just his cadence. And the it's just it literally is just his cadence on the track. Like he his voice has become an instrument. He's mastered his fucking his voice and his 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 uh his craft. Right. He really has. So, I'm not surprised when those niggas say shit like that. Like, Future, nigga, Future is so dope, but, and, and we talked about this with, with Dez. Like, can you even name a line that Future has? Um, like, can you can you recite a fucking quote from those Future songs? I could, I could. Um, not, it can't be the chorus. No mask off bullshit. I was about to say I'm so good. <laughs> yeah, see, like, it can't be <laughs> nothing like that. March Madness. Oh, uh, <laughs> I wanted to say something from, from I'm So Groovy. Perks and Molly. That's a future bar. Perks and Molly. That's a future bar. But, um, what was I about to say about that shit? Oh, yeah. This, this was a highly anticipated drop. Because for me, I found out about this tape maybe about a month and a half ago before it came out. Right. And then, like, when it finally dropped, it was kind of like a, a letdown. Because yeah. niggas was... I was expecting, like, some some um, Future and Drake type yeah. project. And, and I, I feel like it was rushed because the name. Slime and B, bro. What the fuck? That niggas can come with something creative, more creative than that. And then, like, the cover art is trash. You don't like the cover art? No, I don't like the cover art, man. I can see that Chris Brown definitely had a touch... Uh, on that because that nigga loves that type of shit mm-hmm. but I just wasn't fucking with it man to me it's like 
I think the cover art is cool, nigga. It's like it's definitely like mixtape ish. Those niggas is on drugs. <laughs> That's what happened. Those niggas got fucked up and just made music in a day. <laughs> Didn't they? They come out and say that they. I think uh, somebody said they recorded that shit in a day. It might have been. Uh, there we go. He recorded all his verses. In <laughs> there we <day>. fucking go. <laughs> you can tell. You can honestly tell that they didn't put a lot of effort into it. It was just like, like let's let's do it, bro. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> was, was was in the same city one day and was like, well, right. this is the only time we got, so yeah. <laughs> but um, kind of switching up, you you talked on uh, on Little Dicky before. I, I want to talk about Dave, man. Okay, I want to talk about Dave, like. You you you're the one that introduced me to Dave. I think it was probably what two episodes in when oh. you were trying to tell me about it. For those that don't know, Dave is oh, yeah, Little Dicky's uh, show on on Hulu on uh, FX. That's on Hulu. Yeah, you got Go Hulu, ahead. you can watch it easily. Um, so you told me about it when it was new. You were like, "Hey, you should watch it." Blah blah blah, and I don't know. I feel like we kind of have that beef where like when one of us tries to put someone on. We're like, we're just not in a rush to do it right away. It's more of a like... <laughs> I didn't know that that was a thing. Nigga, it seems like it. <laughs> Shit, nigga. It definitely comes off like it sometimes. Give me an example. <laughs> Fucking, um... Um, uh, the anime shit. So, Samurai Shampoo. When did you tell me I've about been that telling question? you about that. And then when I played it here, when you finally got to see it played, you were like, oh, shit. It's actually pretty dope. But, okay, I can give you an example of why I'm like that when you tell me about anime. <laughs> so you told me about an anime recently, more recently, uh-huh. like last week. I forget what it's called. Right. I searched it up and seen it was all sub only. I was like, well, nigga. I'm a sub nigga. <laughs> I'm not in a sub anime type of mood. <laughs> so I'll get to it when I get to it. Oh, my God. But, like, Samurai Shampoo was... And like animes, like I have a long list of animes stacked yeah, up that I need to I watch. I get you. Man. I get you. You know, it's a long list. There's certain shit that needs to be just thrusted above. But anyway, anyway, so this this it kind of there's a little thing where like it just will take one of us kind of longer to to get into to just open up to something new like that. But anyway, you started playing Dave here while I was here, mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, this shit is actually like. Like, this shit is dope. Right. So, that's when I went on and I started watching it myself. And before the show, I was a fan of Lil Dicky, but not crazy. Like, the nigga has bars. I know that. And my favorite song by him was Professional Rapper, the one where it's like an interview with Snoop. Right. And, but that's not a song you can just listen to all the time. My, my favorite... Well, it's tough because Lil Dicky doesn't put out a lot of music. No, he doesn't. So it's like his album, I haven't listened to it in years. So yeah. like off the top of my head, my favorite Lil Dicky song is probably the song he got with um with Trinidad James. I think it's called uh, Lil Dick or something like that. Mm. His verse on there real crazy. Crazy. You know. <laughs> but the show made me love the dude. And he had some... Suspect moments. The one in particular in the finale, for sure. Suspect? Very suspect. You might have to elaborate. Borderline. 
If you want me to just go into the whole... Well, before I go into the that that part of the episode... Well, I want to talk about the whole series. Yeah, I just want to say, like, to me, the, the, the one of the coolest things of the, the show is all the cameos they it's have true. from from people you just would not fucking expect. We were just talking about Thug. Thug is in that shit. Kind of. Fucking, um... One of the Kardashians. That was a huge surprise. Like, what? on that shit. Yeah, B. Like, that is just... Just seeing all these random-ass people come, you're like, damn, I didn't even know he was fucking with these people like that. Right. Like, also, I wasn't trying to cut you off, but spoiler alert, because we about to talk about the whole series. Oh, yeah, it's a true spoiler alert. Uh, what, were you, what were you about to say? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess I'd just break down what I remember from the first episode. Mm-hmm. Was that the one where... Uh, oh, yeah, the first episode was when... Um, it intros like he's at the doctor's office talking about his dick. Yeah. Was he an adult or a kid at that time? I think he was a. He was adult. switching back and forth. Mm. And then it goes into the story about like uh, the whole like little dicky name and mm-hmm. uh, his like thing. He like had an argument with his parents about his dick, and I think he like showed it to a girl when he was like young. <laughs> and, that was funny. <laughs> I don't remember what else happened during this episode. <laughs> well, yeah, but pretty much, it's his origin story. It's Little Dicky's origin story, but kind of like uh, exaggerated, I guess. You know, fabricated to be to be made to be put on television as well. But that shit about his dick is true. Like he he has a a rare condition. I forget what it's actually called, but pretty much he has more than one dick hole on his dick. <laughs> Sounds so crazy. So literally, when this nigga pisses, it's like a sprinkler going off. I can't imagine that. That's so fucked up, man. I I can't imagine what the life would be like. It's it's a tough life, apparently. Like he he was actually like hiding his dick appearance from his girlfriend, which is so crazy, insane. But he so for like every sex session they had, he would control the lighting so that she'd <laughs> never seen it. <laughs> and then like I think this is on the second episode the yeah. first two episodes are the are my favorite episodes of the whole thing the first two episodes? yeah because they're the funniest to me mm. and I think he's he's having sex with her, his girl mm-hmm. and one there's a Drake poster on his wall right by his bed <laughs> huge Drake poster yeah what the fuck was that about? I don't know that was right. funny uh-huh. and then uh his mannerisms on the show are funny too. He's he fits the, I guess the stereotypical white guy, yeah, which comes off as really funny. And in the being a rapper, combined <laughs> with that. Mm-hmm. And um, what else was I saying about the sex thing? What else was I gonna say? Just um, I think after they had sex, or one the sex was like super bland. Couldn't imagine having doing a doing that like that, but anyway. Right. Uh, after it, he goes to the bathroom and has a full brings a full sex doll to the bathroom room. I forgot about that. And I think he starts fucking it. I think he, he starts, and then she like 
his girl wakes up and like is trying to come into the bathroom. Bruh. And this nigga is like trying to hide the hide the sex doll. He just throws it in the shower. Right. I don't even think he closed the door all the way. And then no. he just lets her in. He, Cause she just came Cause they're a couple So she came in To just use the bathroom Right And she's like Half sleep and shit too So She knows what the fuck's going on <laughs> What would you have done In that scenario Say that You have the sex doll In the bathroom And your girl is trying to That would in. be so Fucking crazy though Cause first of all I would So she wouldn't know About the sex doll Right I'm hiding this shit from her. The fact that I got A sex doll And I got a girl is It's we had to had some long distance time for for that even to have happened. Like this was like a real deal. A full body sex. Full body, fifty pounds. <laughs> you gotta throw it over your shoulder. I'm saying that you can put that shit over your shoulder. That shit's crazy as fuck. But I don't know. I would just I would just give her a look and put my hands out like. Because he was really caught at that point. Yeah, like, I don't know what to say. Like He didn't have a window in, in his bathroom, so it wasn't like he could just throw it out. But then, do you even want to throw it out? No. Because then it's unusable. Yeah. <laughs> so that shit, I'm sure it cost a lot of money. Probably a couple racks. And so, in this situation, we don't have his same disease. Because that's when he tells her about the dick thing. Because basically, she... She got super upset, and she was... It seemed like they were about to break up. Which is very understandable. Right, very understandable. Especially because they just had sex. Exactly. That's so disrespectful. <laughs> and then, uh, when they, they were talking talking about it, yeah. the way that nigga was sa- talking about it, he was super defensive. Oh, yes. Oh, and yes. one thing I, I noticed about, um, about his girl when I was watching the show mm. is that she... She was all in for that nigga. Mm-hmm. She was... Ride or die. For ride sure. or die. Whatever she... Dave needed, Lil Dicky needed, she was there. She mm-hmm. she would uh, help that nigga out. That's why, like, like that episode about the party, and he didn't bring her. Oh, the... It's like the second to last, or... Yeah. I was like, this nigga tripping, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that was like... The Just a Beaver episode. Yeah, like, yeah. how he just was like, I don't know if I could bring plus one because it's like a big, big party with a bunch of famous people. I don't know if that's a thing I can do. Like, nigga, that's your girl. He was just scared. I don't give a fuck, bro. Like you just said, she's a ride or die. She's been doing all that. Right. Come on, man. And his girl was like a, a huge fan of Beaver. Exactly. Even though <laughs> Beaver wasn't at the party. Exactly. But if I was in that situation, man, and I didn't have... That ish, that dick issue he has. Something's wrong with me mentally, bro. Cause I, I don't know. How can you explain that? It would have to be like I'm not attracted to you type shit. Like you're just not doing it anymore. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, kind of side question. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Gator as a character? So I was gonna go into this. My one of my favorite episodes is the Gator episode. And I didn't like it at first, mm-hmm. but it made me like it more as the show went on. Right. Because Gator's character is is one of the the characters that makes the show along with Little Dicky. Right. Because he he's just such a wild character, man. And and he's really like that. Like that's really how the nigga is. Mm. He really has that issue. I forget what the fucking damn what the hell is this nigga deal with. 
He has um, oh, he's bipolar. Bipolar, yeah. yeah. But he's his hype man. And at first, I didn't really like the Gata character because he just seemed like it was too much. But in the episode where he where he uh, stood up for fucking for Dave, on the uh, when they were on like the Breakfast Club interview, in the, the finale, last episode. I was like, I fuck with him. But you can tell he would do that though. Exactly, but that's that's dope because the way that Charlemagne was trying to make it out to be uh, Charlemagne was, was it was worse in real life the way he was coming at niggas, right? I was like, damn, like, this nigga, bro, this nigga need to chill, man. And I like Charlemagne, I like Charlemagne a lot. So for him to just be coming at Dave like that, it's like, bro, he's Charlemagne's the type of dude that like when it comes to white rappers, he's gonna be like, what are you doing for the black culture and blah blah blah. But right. when it comes to black rappers, he's gonna be like, oh nigga, that's a nice chain, nigga. What you what you doing? <laughs> like you know, just. Awesome shit like that. What did you think about uh, the way Dave was uh, talking to the label on like the interviews? Oh, that was comedy. Yeah, that nigga was, that he was, was doing comedy. the most. He was doing the most. So, hey. I picture Bryce doing some shit like that. And Bryce, yeah, Bryce would do some shit. <laughs> Bryce my nigga, but that nigga for sure would do that. <laughs> I felt like he was wilding. And um, the I don't remember his character, the character's name, mm-hmm. but the redhead. Mm-hmm. I like his character a lot. Oh yeah, same. He's he's Dave's balance. Yeah, he keeps that nigga grounded so he doesn't go with too too, uh, crazy. too uh, cause he he has crazy ideas. That song he played for the label <laughs> at the end, of, uh, I think it's like the last episode. Yeah, like I don't blame the label for being like nigga. What the fuck is this? Me either. Me either, bro. But that's a little dicky. And and then the crazy part is. I feel like he could drop a song like that and we would all accept it. I don't know, man. Because I, when I remember when I heard it, I was like, sheesh. I like that episode. I think it was flowing the whole damn episode, it felt like. It was like his version of like Trapped in the Closet, bro. Damn. <laughs> well, I guess you... It makes sense. Okay. It's a, it makes sense as a comparison. I thought the... Um, I'm just... I guess I'm just throwing shit out there now. Right. The YG episode was cool too. I forgot that. That was like the first episode. Though, I think right? it was. Yeah. Because okay. uh, he was like trying to do the song mm-hmm. with YG, ended up paying that nigga all the money. Mm-hmm. And those niggas weren't really trying to record. No. Put Dick, Little Dicky on the spot. No. He was like stumbling and shit. And then he ended up doing like a, a crazy freestyle on live. Mm. Which was tight. Yeah, that was tight. That was really tight. Um, what do you think about? Um, I can't remember this. Oh, this character's name either. And Taco nigga. Yeah, Taco. Taco's character. I like this character. At first, I didn't. But then the episode that they had him like with the Asian chick, mm-hmm. it made me like a like him a little bit. Made more. Me like him a little bit more. Yeah. To me, I feel like that nigga be he be selfish man. sometimes. Why you say that? The way he. Um, well, one, how he does uh, Gata sometimes, and how he does uh, uh, Lil Dicky with the beats sometimes. That nigga was on Trippy Red. Trippy Red, as soon as he, he came to the scene, he nigga. was like, nigga, I'm his producer. Fuck you. <laughs> See, all the people, I forgot Trippy was in that show until yeah. this black moment. Like, Trippy, the Trippy part was tied to? Yeah. Fucking, um,. I feel like one of the biggest reasons he was able to get all those cameos though is because Kevin Hart helped produce the show. Uh, I don't know. Because I feel like 
Dicky, a little Dicky alone get all those niggas? I don't know, bro. That was a lot of fucking people on there. But Lil Dicky, I feel like niggas respect him in the rap game. You don't think so? No, I'm sure he's he's one of the only niggas that's actually doing freestyling. That nigga's cold, nigga. Like literally, the nigga would just show up and freestyle about what's going on in the fucking studio, and that should be fired. Like against the majority of the rappers that came on that show, that Lil Dicky would body those niggas in a battle. Who could go against him in that show? What was I'm trying on to the think. show? So the rappers that was on the show, Trippy. Gunna, Thug, um, YG, uh, who else made a cameo? Oh, Macklemore. I forgot Macklemore was on there. Damn, um, I forgot about that shit. I think that's it. I, I can't remember anybody else. Oh, Bieber, but he's not really a rapper. No. Um, so against those five, Lil think he would probably beat all those niggas in the battle. He would beat all those niggas. He would beat all those niggas. It's crazy to say. Well, I think... It's not, because he has more bars. Other niggas can make better songs. Right. Than Lil Dicky, but he, he can body them in a rap battle. Yeah, that's some email shit. <laughs> Thug would shoot that nigga. <laughs> YG too. <laughs> YG. Yeah, YG, that shit would probably not go well. <laughs> uh, overall, it's a great show. Yeah. And... I mean, if you got this far, listening to us talk about the show... Kind of spoiled it, spoiled but you it. should still watch yeah, it. for real, still watch that shit. I feel like this would make you want to watch a little bit more, honestly. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. um... With that being said, this concludes uh, this episode of the Your 45 Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Hope y'all enjoyed. I had something. I always have something that I feel like I need to say at the end, but I think I was going to say outro. Outro? (laughs) Just the word outro. Just the word outro. 